Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the fifth episode of Flyerside Chats. As we continue our celebration of a 20-year anniversary of Flyer Enterprises, once again, my name is Sam McKenzie. I'm the Vice President of Operations, and I'm joined once again by Carolyn Haney, our current CEO. And this time we have a packed house for all you guys, as we have three wonderful guests on the podcast. Jeff Haberman, Joe Guy, Pete West, all involved in various different uh, ventures over the course of the last 10 years. Thank you guys for joining us. Excited to be here. So I'll start it off, uh, just kind of have you guys explain a little bit about your time at Dayton. What was your major, graduation year, places you lived on campus, things like that. All right, I'll start as the old, old, old guy here. Uh, Let's see. So this is Joe. I grew up in Dayton, Ohio, and I was at UD from 2007 uh, to 2011. So I graduated in 2011. Uh, I studied operations management in the business school. And on campus, uh, I lived in Stewart Hall, Campus South, Jasper Street on the far side, and uh, then finished up at 3 Evanston, uh, aka the Gateway, uh, which is what we called our house back in the day. So it's a little bit about about me and my time at UD. All right. Thanks, Joe. Uh, Hey, this is Pete West. Um, I graduated uh, just after Joe, uh, 2012. I was a double major in finance and entrepreneurship, also in the business school. I was pretty involved as a student and um, uh, was also involved in other organizations other than Fine Enterprises, but Fine Enterprises was actually why I went to UD. It was like my, my, what sold me. I actually sent an email to uh, Miss Kelsey No at the time uh, for Art Street Cafe to try to get hired before I was a student on campus and it worked out. I started working at FE before I uh, even started a class, so. I was all in from the get-go, um, but I lived in Founders, uh, then Marianist, um, was, a, I, I would like to say, the cool RA my junior year in BWK, <laughs> and uh, finally lived in Keyfaber my senior year. Um, yeah, was also a part of the Hanley Center, a teaching assistant, and presence emissary along with Joe, so good time at Dayton. Well, that's, a, that's a tough one to follow up, Pete. My, my resume is not as long as yours, but... Um, hi everybody, this is Jeff Averman. Um, also in the business school as part of these guys, uh, graduated in 2013, um, was a marketing and finance uh, major, um, and I spent my time as well in Founders, um, right behind Pete, um, BWK, Gardens on Irving, uh, junior year, and then uh, 223 Irving, so um, <clears throat> I was also played uh, lacrosse freshman year, that was my, I guess, trying to add to my resume of of activities, but uh, again, like these guys, was heavily involved in FE um, from from the get go, freshman year all the way through um, through senior year. So um, had the pleasure of working uh, hand in hand with with both of these guys. So it was a good time. Awesome, thank you all. It's definitely nice to hear that other people came to UD for Flyer Enterprises as well, because I know I was definitely one of those people. But as you all know, there's so many different paths that you can take through FE. So if you guys want to tell us a little bit about what your own path looked like, like where you were originally hired, what positions you held throughout your time, all of that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, I'll start. My path to FE, yeah, it's both a two and at. So my older brother, Mike, graduated from UD in 2003, and he studied like biology, you know, did like the pre-med route. Uh was in like, I think they called like 
ambulance squad. What was it called? Uh, rescue squad, student rescue squad. So that's how he spent his time. But he also got a part-time job working at the blend. And he was like, Joe, this thing is really cool. Like if you, you know, when you're considering schools, like you should look at UD. And then he was on the team that uh, helped start the blend express back in the day. So that was like my introduction to FE when I was a like teenager, I guess I would have been like in freshman or sophomore in high school or something. And then like, like Pete, um, I was pretty like maybe obsessed or like ready to go from before I got on campus. Um, I had emailed, you know, got hired um, at the blend as a barista. So I started pretty much right when I got to campus. And then, uh, yeah, I had, I had a lot of different jobs. I was general manager of the blend. Um, then I was the president of Art Street. We started FE Catering. Uh, and then I became the, the CEO and then we'll talk about some of these today, but we, we started FE storage. We tried to start a few other things. So, um, uh, so anyway, we, we got into a, a lot of trouble and then I, I also in the early day, I have been less involved in the last few years, but I tried to build at least some of the initial foundations for more of like an organized alumni association and getting more alumni involvement, like in the board and some structured activities like each year. Uh, so excited to see like how you all are re-engaging with alums now. Um, yeah. And I would say, uh, I don't know my, throughout my time, it's been really cool. Like I've listened to some of these podcasts, um, as you've been doing them and to hear, voices of people that were, I don't know, people that like I looked up to or like that I used to like read about like in the old FE archives or uh, that I wouldn't, I've met all of them, right? Either like working with them on campus or they came back for FE alumni weekends. And so just like really special to see like how the community um, has grown and, you know, also how we stay in touch. I can think of a number of fun trips I did with Jeff and Pete uh, in the years after we graduated from visits to Chicago to country concerts in New York I did with Jeff one year. So I don't know, Viva, uh, it's a special community. So excited to like stay a part of it. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, Joe, I mean, I, I really looked up to you in uh, uh, Flyer Enterprises and I felt like you were just like Mr. F.E. always. Uh, you were you were like known for being like the, the guy who like lived and breathed the the Effie love culture. So it was really cool to work with you and learn from you. Um, but I can say that about many people, uh, Haberman was always uh, great to be around, worked hard and uh, knew what he was talking about. So um, Effie is just a group of really great people, uh, really hardworking people that are passionate. Um, but I think we can all say really phenomenal things about it, but uh, I want to kind of call myself out too for a second, be a little bit lighthearted for a second. But um at the beginning, I was overly naive and overly gung-ho NFE. And like, yeah, I think I even approached Joe one time and said something like, oh, I'd love to be the CEO one day. It's like, oh, of course everyone <laughs> wants to be the CEO. I think that's why you join. And so there's like, um, there's obviously like the really cool things that come of it. Like, oh, I'm the president of a division that generates X amount of dozens or hundreds of thousand dollars of sales. And I can talk about that. But I think there's some underlying things that are really cool about it. Like as I've reflected on FE over the years, um, I realized I was a little naive and I had a lot to learn. And uh, FE taught me a lot of those things. And 
uh, I feel like I grew a lot and, um, you know, you wouldn't like, uh, one summer I had an internship at bank of America. Like I wouldn't go into bank of America and say, I'm going to be the CEO one day. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, uh, I feel like a lot of good things were learned. Um, real quickly about my path. I started out at Arch Street Cafe, um, did a lot of special projects things. I helped FE Catering with Joe and Ryan Kinnan and um, did some finance things. Um, Slowly worked into uh, like a special projects research role where I um, did FE staffing. uh, And I heard you guys have had some wins there. So I wanna learn more about that. Uh, Share some of my opinions on it and feedback and what I learned when I was working on that. And then, uh, worked my way into the CFO role. So that was a, that was really cool. Um, yeah. And then lastly, um, it was, it's been really great to see Joe and uh, some of these people after graduation, I've attended FE weddings and, um, actually I went to, uh, a, uh, the Bengals game for the Super Bowl. Uh, I went to, uh, for, uh, my old founder's roommate and, um, not that he was an FE guy, but, um, yeah, some, been to some FE weddings too. So, a tight-knit group uh learned a lot some good some bad and uh but overall like really phenomenal takeaways really good friendships thanks pete awesome well i'll I'll just continue on um you know in terms of my start um i like i said i was i was i knew what flyer enterprises was when i did the campus tours and um you know really was was interested to, to understand the entrepreneurship side of of the house um so I wouldn't say I was eager as Joe, as Pete said, I think he was our, our staple um, to, to look up to in terms of the energy. And, um, but like I said, uh, started at the galley, um, scoop and ice cream um, was my favorite job. I think to date um, worked with some <laughs> of the best people that, uh, that were there under uh, Dave Yenny's leadership. Uh, uh, wow. Out. Dave Yenny. That's awesome. That RIP the galley too. Right. I think it rebranded. Yeah. Yeah, as I go through my trilogy here, that's kind of the, the course of what I've seen is every place that I've worked or touched has either been rebranded or is no longer there. So <laughs> I don't know if it's uh, has to I don't think it has me. anything to do with you though. Um well, that's good to hear. But um so yeah, like I said, I, I enjoyed it. We had we had a great group of, of of you know talent that was there. Um I was the GM there my sophomore year. Um, and then at the end of the sophomore year, actually Joe, um, and Jeff Firestone approached me for a new position, um, to see about this, uh, storage business that had gone through, um, the leadership development program and, and gotten approval and said, Hey, you know, we need somebody to kick this off and would you be interested in doing it? So, um, I took, uh, took that opportunity and with Joe's help and really everybody's help at that point in time, because we had quite the quick turnaround time to, um, set this up and, and get it into, uh, pilot um and then continue on with that um through junior year um as well as the the president of business development was the position at the time um looking for new uh, new opportunities new ventures um and then continue on to that my senior year um and, and was actually able to get the jury box um up i guess you should say proposed to the board and, and approved so um you know we had some some pretty good rides there and um wins to see uh, everything come from start to middle to, to completion um, in each one of those things. So, um, you know, like, <clears throat> like these guys said, um, I have some of the best friends still from to this day from, from this organization. And um, it's great to, to get everybody back together. That's awesome. I appreciate you guys sharing your story. And I love just kind of hearing how different it is, especially like all three of you coming from different 
parts at the very beginning of your FE career. It's, it's just awesome to be here. So I know, Joe, you kind of touched on it a little bit, but since all three of you guys graduated in different years, how were you guys able to first kind of collaborate in FE together? Yeah, I would say, so the predecessors, like for like CEO predecessors prior to me, they did a really good job over like two or three years before I took over of, of unifying FE. Uh, and so I'd say like when I got to campus, FE was definitely a like collection of businesses versus what felt more like one company that, that we all worked at. And so, you know, folks like Jesse Neff, um, you know, Lauren Clarice, well, that's her main name. Um, they, you know, did a lot of work to really bring a lot of the divisions together. And so I think in part, the company got closer as a result from how, let's say, every division had a GM, an FM, all these things. There was more collaboration amongst them. And so I think ultimately what it led to is just more collaboration and then identifying like smart, interested people who wanted to do more. Right. And so that was one mechanism. And then I think second really was a lot of what was started in like the leadership development program. So um, that was a class that was taught by the CEO um, that was for freshmen as a part of like the introduction to business class. And it was a special section just for, for people who were interested in FE or wanted to work in FE. And from that too, uh, we hired, we hired a lot of people. And then uh, the end of semester project was like a new venture development project where they developed a business plan and pitched a new venture for FE to consider. So that was definitely a mechanism too for like how ideas would come across. And then also like how we would identify people that would be good to like work at FE and also people that would be good to work on, at least at the time, what we called like new venture teams. Um, and so that was really, I'd say th those were some of the things. And then, you know, like Pete shared, we worked in other organizations together um, on campus. So while FE certainly took up 90 plus percent of my time, probably, I still dabbled in some other things like president emissaries, date the Daytona committee, you know, fun stuff like that. Um, and so we, we definitely would like ideas and stuff would spark from there as well. So I would say those are a few things. Um, but I, I would credit probably most of it to like a lot of the work that Jesse, Lauren, even like Tony Blankmeyer a little bit before her on bringing FE together as like one company. And then I think over a course of several years, that really helped increase collaboration just both like running the businesses day to day but also um brainstorming and then moving forward like new venture ideas and many of which were unsuccessful and then some actually got approved and and we, we moved forward with so that's at least my perspective on it i just had one more comment to say in addition to joe kind of a question um wasn't uh, Megan Arco, uh, she's a rock star, by the way, uh, wasn't her role um, created, uh, I think her junior to senior year, it was like the business operations, a president of business operations or something along those lines. And that really yeah. helped unify. 
That's a good flag too. Yeah. So one of the things I think that Jesse started when she left and, and she created this role called the vice president of corporate development. Um, and at the time it acted like it was like the person that oversaw all the HR managers plus did a lot of things that brought the company together. And that included like training, um, leadership development, social alumni. It was a lot of different things. And yeah, Megan was on, on my exec team and she was the first person in that role. So she was like the person that like brought a lot of that to life. And I'm sure that continued on after, I'm not sure if that role still exists, but it was like really about super important for us at that time. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I don't have much more to add personally, but, um, just wanted that question. And, um, uh, I will say that I think I uh, benefited from doing this, uh, the staffing venture and working with Joe. I, I was not uh, an executive, but I got on Joe's one-on-one -on -one meetings uh, calendar. Uh, can you believe it? And uh, <laughs> and um, we uh, we just did a lot of business planning, like you talked about. So that's um, yeah, Joe, you, you nailed it with the LDP program. I mean, I was I was a freshman in that, and I remember Jesse teaching that class. So I mean, that was a mechanism for us to to at least get some exposure to to those that were looking for. Um, you know, help somebody to raise their hand to say, hey, I need some help, you know, with some ideas or, um, you know, who, who's the talent pool? What are we looking at in terms of uh, the next semester, next year um, that people are interested? So um, I, I remember ours was Dayton Daily Donuts. That's what, that was our pitch at the end of the uh, end of the year. So uh, Jeff Firestone reminded me how early you have to wake up to make donuts. Um, <laughs> so, uh, unfortunately, that was not approved, but uh that's still, I still remember that being our pitch. Yeah. It's like, we found ways, some of which predated myself and then others, like we, we shepherded through to like plant the bug in people, like whether, so it's not just about like clocking in to show up at the blend or the galley or at art street, but it's like, oh, I can do these other things like outside of work. Like I could work on a new venture team. I could join the LDP program. I could um, you know, do all these other things that can contribute to FE outside of just showing up to my job. And so, uh, that was a cool, that was a cool time at the company because like there was, that was like at its earliest days, I think. Um, and so it's, yeah, I don't think we ever would have thought like, wow, like 10 years later, there'd be a podcast and all these other businesses <laughs> and all these other things. So excited to see how you guys have taken the baton and really, you know, March way, way beyond what we could have imagined. I think that's funny because in our last episode, last semester, we talked to Lauren and Jesse quite a bit about that LDP class and just kind of that sort of outreach to those, the younger people in the organization. Definitely. And I will say you all will be happy to know that it's kind of come full circle and we've kind of uh, brought that back a little bit. It did, we did lose it for a couple of years there, um, especially when I was a freshman and sophomore, but the past two years, we've really been able to connect with those underclassmen who are maybe a little bit more likely to be involved in management or executive positions, kind of teach them about the structure, the history of FE. Um, we've done Shark Tank sessions. So we're idea generating. Um, we're doing sessions on professionalism and resume building. So really trying to make them more marketable for the future and also more likely to hopefully apply for a leadership position as well. So I want to move into, Jeff, what you were talking about earlier so obviously your team is credited with the creation of FE Storage. So just tell us a little bit about that process. Um, 
how you came up with the idea for the division, and then a little bit about the piloting process that you went through. Yeah, um, like like I said earlier, that the storage came out of that LDP program. So, um, you know, it, it was a pitch that came out. Of, I, I, I believe so, right, Joe? I'm not, I'm not mistaken on that. Yeah, it was always we always had a business plan like every year for storage. It was like yeah. someone would be like, "Oh, we should do a storage business. We should do a storage business," and then. There was a lot of other student-run businesses that had done it successfully, which I think mm-hmm. we we learned from. And then I think the university reached out to us and it sort of like gave it the momentum mm-hmm. it needed for Jeff to really like bring it to life. Yeah, we had we had reached out. I remember Georgetown had, had a similar program. Um, mm-hmm. and we were able to kind of talk with them um, and, and, and really see where that market was at. The university, I know, wasn't happy that uh, students were breaking into like the attics and the basements um, to store their, their stuff. So um, this gave uh, gave people the opportunity to to put their their items somewhere. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was a great experience. Um, definitely got um, like I said, there was a quick turnaround time, um, like mid February. The approval was was given, and um, we turned it around by April, um, just in time for folks to head off to Daytona and, and students would leave for break. Um, so with all that, we had to work with facilities management, we had to work with parking services, student housing, um, ITD, um, uh, cause we had to have a payment portal for folks to be able to pay, um, for the services, um, for the boxes, for the large ticket items, um, that I'm sure you guys are all well aware of to this day, cause we, we had the pilot, you know, in, in the, in the plan, um, for the remainder of that, that year, but, um, we really wanted to grow it the next following year to, to set the groundwork for, um, you know, semester storage, um, whether it be co-ops, internships, um, you know, trying to really develop on our marketing plan that we had set out from that business plan that had originally been, um, laid, laid out for everybody. Um, so yeah, if, if you, I don't know how parking services is today still on campus, but I know that that was one of the larger, uh, pains that we we were working with in terms of getting approvals for permits and um, timings and um, the way that we used to run the program is we would have all the students come drop their items off in the middle of campus um, and we'd rent a tent from uh, primetime party rental um, <laughs> and uh, we would say you know from this time to this time this is your slot to drop your items off um, and here's your here's your receipt here's your ticket numbers for all your items um, and we'll see you next summer. Um, once they did that, we had Mayberry's truck come in literally with a moving truck. Um, and they packaged all the items up and put them in a, in a, in a big, big moving truck and stored them for the remainder of the year. So um, I know that I, I did a little digging for the first year. I think we had 53 total customers, um, 162 total items. Uh, 101 were boxes and 61 other, or the, um, with large ticket items. So um, wow. I know that it was, it was a quick turnaround and, and we actually broke even that year. So we had five grand in sales and, and, we, and we broke even. So um, that's was, amazing that you still have that. How do you have all that stuff? stuff? <laughs> yeah, I can't believe it. <laughs> once, once you sent me the business plan, I, I just, I still have an FE storage folder, if you can believe it in my Gmail. Oh my God. That's <laughs> so, awesome. Um, so yeah, it was, it was, it was great. I mean, and, and like I said, the second year, we actually had some time um, to kind of learn from that per- pilot program. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it, the return date, um, 
for those that they're listening, probably still remember the day that it was a hurricane that actually came through. Um, wow. we, uh, we were standing, um, on the edges of the, of the tent walls, um, <laughs> basically holding on for your life. Oh um, so <clears throat> lots of learning, lots of realizing that this was not going to be the structure for, for the future. We needed some type of, uh, brick and mortar or, or some type of different, um, structure because, uh, then we had to get into people's, you know, um, damages how, how are we going to pay for damages uh, you know once the rain had had uh, caused somebody's xbox to be ruined so um you know there's there's all types of liability that we had to go through all t- i mean it was it was it turned into quite the uh logistics project for the operations and management folks that were uh, that were on the team so um so yeah i mean i know that's a long-winded answer to it but um I think the only other stat I had is that after we kind of got everything together, we, we actually doubled sales and um, we, we increased them by 20% the next next year and, and actually turned a profit. So that was pretty, uh, pretty cool as well. Um, after That's that, awesome. Yeah. I know you mentioned parking services was kind of a big issue. We haven't had too much um, trouble with them. Our biggest issue has been space. And I think nowadays yep. that's kind of been the issue all across campus outside of just FE. Yeah. So you mentioned, so you used, was it a storage pod that you used through Mayberry? So it actually was a, it's like, if you, you know, your parents move out of their house and a big giant semi-truck pulls up to load everything up, that's exactly what we used. So um, definitely was, was quite the sight to see a giant moving truck come down key favor um, when when everybody was moving out. Um, But yeah, it was, it was, the, the solution to get the service because we the, what we were charging folks um, was that they didn't have to drive down to a U-Haul um, storage unit. They could come right to campus. We would take care of all that. Um, and this was the premium that you'd pay um, and, and we would take care of the rest. So um, yeah. that was I re- kind of a- I remember like there was one headline thing that the administration was really thinking about at the time, which was, mm-hmm it was at a certain point around that time, more than 50% of the student population was actually from out of state. And so it was a bit of like a turning point for the school. I'm not sure if it stayed in that direction or not, but like where more and more people were coming from uh, all over the Midwest and all over the country instead of, you know, really just from Ohio. And so like this idea of like, providing a storage solution became more important because there were not a ton of options like in the Dayton area that were really serviceable. And I do remember that because we had it going so quickly. um, So what's funny, what's really funny about this is so Mayberry moving in storage. uh, Ken Mayberry is actually like my second cousin. Uh, So my dad, his cousin is like, Kenny and like Uncle Kenny, like Uncle Kenny and Cousin Kenny. And uh, anyway, so he's like my second cousin or something like that. So anyway, he he was a great guy like um, to uh, Bill and Bill and Ken to help us get it going um, and get it off the ground quickly. And I remember he was like super supportive and like was really excited about working with some college students and like starting a new business. I, I just remember that was a really fun experience. Yeah, it's, it certainly was. And, and we wouldn't have had, I mean, the success that we did in that pilot program if it wasn't for his support. Um, yeah. There was a lot of questions that, that we didn't have written down when we, when we originally did this. Um, you know, for one example, he asked us, what are you going to do if it rains? And we're like, <laughs> oh, well, I don't know. 
Um, <laughs> hope he's it's like, safe. why don't you put some skids down so you can get the boxes up off the ground? Um, so, you know, worst case scenario, the skids will get wet and not the boxes. Um, thank God that he did that um, because that situation legitimately happened on the return date. So, um, yeah, like you said, Joe, I think he been, it was a great, great opportunity and a great experience to, to learn from his industry knowledge, too, and, and, and understand, um, you know, <clears throat> what, what are some of the roadblocks that are going to come up? What are some of the bumps that we need to take into account? Um, you know, like I said, everything was in that, that giant trailer. Um, so some, some students needed to get their stuff out early because there was uh, an emergency. Um, you know, we had to work with him to coordinate those pickups, those deliveries. Um, you know, that wasn't originally part of our contract that we put out as a service to, to students. So, um, you know, working through a lot of those different kinks and, and, you know, what are we going to do next year? Um, if should this happen again and offering that service too, to say, Hey, if you know you're coming in early for campus, you have a job on campus, if you're a student athlete, um, how, how can we accommodate some of those um, you know, use cases? Yeah. And my favorite thing about the first pilot, not only that like Jeff actually got it done, like that was uh, <laughs> like just impressive in itself and just like, you know, got some good initial customers, didn't really lose money, all that stuff. But yeah. it was really cool because the first pickup site uh, was in the parking lot right next to what was the original building for Rudy's, uh, like the first business in FE all those years ago. So it was like this really cool, uh, I don't know, symbolism, full circle moment of, you know, like it was also a bit of a transition. Like we, at the time we were starting to think more and more about how can we provide services uh, and service businesses that don't necessarily require brick and mortar, like all around the year. Um, and so that like symbolism just of like Rudy's and then quite literally like what, you know, was a huge building that was a grocery store on campus. And then we're operating like out of a parking lot and partnering with the storage <laughs> company. Um, I just thought was always really fun too. That's awesome. It's, it's actually pretty funny. So uh, the past year, as vice president of operations, uh, storage kind of is what my main focus is uh, for towards the end of the year, at least. Um, so the past couple of years, we haven't been able to do it with COVID kind of taking our main um, space that we'd been using. Uh, and then I know UD was using a lot of different spaces with Mayberry too, that left us with a few options. Uh, but Karen, Carolyn and I also kind of headed this new sort of venture. It was a similar like pilot sort of deal um, where we collected um, donations from students at the end of the year, and then we stored them in an off-campus storage facility and resold them the past year, or the next year, sorry, um, after we like cleaned them, took inventory of them and things like that. Um, and that was just another sort of example. I mean, that pilot was, it was a lot of work from Carolyn and I over the summer. I know we've talked about it on previous episodes, um, but that was one where we literally were just working and coming with, up with stuff on the fly. I mean, we didn't initially have as many sales as we had wanted because uh, we had sold them on the Rudy's uh, runway site, which is like our online retailer. Uh, we didn't get as much at first. So then we basically did a same sort of thing as like your receiving tent. Um, we basically just set up like a showroom of sorts in the parking lot outside of Kettering Labs. Um, it was what, high 90s, sunny. Probably hundreds. It was <laughs> the hottest day of weather. the year. Yes, it was terrible, was but we most. sat there just selling things to anyone who was kind of walking by just so we could kind of 
make a little bit more money than we initially had gotten so far. Bringing the prices down, negotiating, all that sort of thing. It's awesome. quite the experience. <laughs> the Facebook marketplace on campus, basically. Yeah, basically. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I guess kind of shifting, I know, Pete, you had mentioned you worked a lot with the FE staffing, um, and that's something that if you would like to explain a little bit about that and kind of your process through that as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, just curious, I heard there's um, some stuff work in the works on it, and uh, if you wouldn't mind, could you share some updates on it, and that way I can maybe talk to it a little bit more? Yeah, so something that we've found is we have um, more applicants with FE than most of the other jobs on campus, like dining services and bookstore and places like that. So that's something that we kind of talked with some of the people from the board on how we're able to sort of use that advantage and come up with, like you said, Joe, more services that we could kind of help facilitate. Um, and we had kind of been researching and then FE, or not FE, Dayton Dining Services reached out to us, um, their catering section, which works in the UD arena for all the basketball games. They work at like all the bars, the suites, uh, boxes and stuff like that. Uh, they reached out to us asking for help because they're having issues with staffing as most of you guys probably know is an issue all over the planet. Um, but they basically were like, hey, can you find people who are 21 or up or a few positions for underage students as well to basically be servers or bartenders in those um, suites and and uh, different sections in the arena and we've kind of just another sort of pilot we've just been basically asking hey if anyone's interested in doing this um, we've been working with some of the managers crystal Beecraft of uh, the catering division and uh, yeah it's just kind of our first sort of foray into that sort of aspect and it's helping sort of create a foundation for potentially advancing in that in other ventures as well so we've uh, kind that, of opened yeah. we've kind of opened it up to, to all students in flyer enterprises as well i will add um so people work their normal shifts at their divisions and then on nights there are basketball games or on saturdays or sundays they can kind of fill in the gaps um, when we need staffing and make tips also so that's one yes. of the attractive factors for students it is. they're long it, shifts but the chip the tips definitely uh, get people interested in it can alumni well, come back and work if yeah. you guys <laughs> <laughs> sure why not oh man well yeah if, i guess i'll talk to it um that's really cool i wish we had kind of brainstormed something like that um kind of like a in between um uh because when we were approached with staffing i can't exactly remember how we uh got on it but um i think someone approached joe about it and we kind of just started to run with a business plan idea and um, maybe, maybe he could say a few words on that, but um, yeah, I'll, I'll start P and then you can, yeah. you can fill in cause you, you know, the details, but it was like, cool. so they had uh, at the time, all of the concession stands in the arena. Um, so just the basic concession stands were staffed by volunteers. I think that's probably the case today. And then the way they're like local organizations in the community it could be, the local band, PTA of high schools or various orgs around the Dayton community. And then the draw for them is that they got a percentage of sales donated to their organization. Uh, so it's a great way for the school to, to give back to the community. And because uh, UD Arena is off campus and it's, you know, great basketball team always sells out. And now it's like beautiful with the new renovations. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
because it's and because it's off campus, it can sell alcohol. So it generates one of the highest revenues of any like college basketball arena uh, in the country. And so any the staffing company, um, their contract was coming up and their job wasn't to work all the concession stands. It was basically to find organizations, recruit them, train them, and then get them to show up for their games uh, to work. And so our, our role that, you know, we at least went through the whole process and the bid for was to be that staffing organization uh, for the concessions during basketball season. So that's like what, what they came to us with. And then um, Peter, and then I think it was Emily Rosansky, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. You and her really were the new venture team that then drove the process forward. And I'll let, let you take it from there. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks. Uh, yeah. I'd like to talk on that. Um, there really were kind of, three options when it came into our hands it was put a bid in to manage the whole staffing operations for the arena kind of take it over in its entirety the the second option was partner with uh, a local staffing company and kind of work with them to i guess coincide and work together and um, uh, both manage the staffing and then third was kind of just do research and basically don't, don't take anything over but because we're all ambitious in FE, I think we really tried to do take it over in its entirety and how do we <laughs> go about accomplishing that. And, you know, looking back on it, that probably was why we didn't win because, um, you know, legacy planning in the student run business is really challenging. And like Joe said, it's a huge revenue generating uh, entity for the university and the, the city, quite frankly. So, uh, you know, are they going to leave that in students' hands that are going to, you know, graduate in a year or two from running it? It's it's kind of a big risk. And so looking back on it, we probably should have tried to do the second option where we partnered with the, um, you know, local staffing, tried to do a joint venture, so to speak, and um, see what could be done. But yeah, we went through the whole business planning uh, for, I think, about two semesters, basically a full school year to figure out, okay, how are we going to take this over? How are we going to get in touch with the staffing people to make sure it's closed smoothly? How are we going to, um, you know, set students up for success in these roles? Uh, let's have students work one of the concession stands ourselves, very much like you're doing right now. Like um, we try to think of all these things. And at the end of the day, we, we dealt with uh, some people at the arena that kind of, I think, didn't trust the students to take it over and we didn't get, we didn't win the bid. We didn't win the bid. Um, but it would have been so cool. We would have doubled, I think, FE's revenue. We would have doubled the amount of employees FE has, uh, it, like depending on which route we took, um, probably not right away, but, um, it just would have been such a huge project. And there was a lot of people from the university that were kind of pulling for us, but there were just a couple people, I think more so on the arena side that were like, we're not sure. We don't really want to give this to students. So um, yeah, that, that's kind of the long and short of it. Uh, and uh, it, was a, it was a tough break, but um, Joe and Emily Rosansky were really hard with me and um, we, we tried our best. So uh, learned a lot. Well, P- Peter basically pulled like a uh, Leo DiCaprio and you incepted the idea, right? And so now <laughs> 10 years later, 
they're finally waking up from their dream and they're like oh we (laughs) should have flyer enterprises do staffing for us so well done Uh, (laughs) i guess i'll accept it yeah i'll accept that thanks (laughs) how uh how long just out of curiosity were you guys able to secure that that contract for was it like a one-year or a five-year thing or how long is it it was uh right now i i don't think we have like a real contract it was literally like we had a training the day before the first game it was a really quick sort of turnaround to figure out um, how we were going to pull this off and if there'd be enough people interested Um, but as far as i know the managers that we've been working with have really enjoyed working with us um, because i know that outside of us working if we can't fill all those spots they typically go to a temp agency to fill those and they're sometimes a little harder to work with i think Um, so from the people we've talked to with dining services and catering in the arena, um, they're very interested in continuing it in the future. Yeah. Carolyn, the the thing that you, uh, that both you and Sam mentioned was this idea of like, it's, that's a different position today than where we were when we were on campus. So this idea that using talent both like quality and quantity of students that flyer enterprises can attract as an advantage and get the university to like outsource more services to you i I think like that's a dynamic that it's really interesting that you're going through that because if you just think about like the state of the world right now you know on the back half of a pandemic and how people are reevaluating work and what that's meant for the labor market and then you look at a small micro environment at UD mm. and the, the labor market there, it's this imbalance that creates a huge, huge advantage for FE. So uh, I'm super, super interested in that uh, and just excited to see what that means like for the next few years. Especially if you guys are able to put like a staffing projection together and present that to them to say, you'll never have to worry about staffing shortages because of our talent that we have. I think it's a great mm-hmm. story to tell them. Oh, yeah. And even the last three or four games, uh, they've been asking for less people than we have interested for those games. So there's been a few times where I'm like, sorry, we uh, you can't work this time. <laughs> I'll get you on the next schedule. We are running short on time here, but I do want to move into letting you guys share some of your favorite FE memories. If you can pick one or two, that would be awesome. Um, I don't know who wants to go first. If you want to kick us off, Joe. Sure. Grandpa Joe here. I'll step in. Uh, story time by the fire. Let's see. What do I got? What do I got? I would say my favorite memories of FE on like the actual work side, like were, I would say two things. One was working at the counter at the blend and at Art Street. Like I loved working. I loved making drinks. I loved making sandwiches. I was never really that good at sandwiches, but I was pretty good at coffee. Um, And I loved the relationships you could build with students, faculty, staff, uh, so much so like after I finished as CEO, I've worked a lot of shifts, way more than I needed to, like at the the blend uh, in, in Miriam Hall. And then I think was the second part of like the work side was definitely like the the new venture development process. I think it started as something that was, had a good platform from the LDP program, but then we tried to like pour gasoline on it a bit. And my like message when I was at UD was that, look, 
you should want to work at Flyer Enterprises because it's, yes, it's a job. Yes, you get paid, but it's like a learning laboratory. This is like a space for you to make mistakes, to, to fail, to succeed. And like, what are you going to learn from that? And so I really pushed a lot of the managers, the execs and the employees at the time to say, look, we can't be a company of managers. We can't just think about managing the divisions, turning over every year and doing it all over again. Like we have to be a company of little entrepreneurs that are thinking about how to make our businesses bigger or like starting new businesses altogether. And so having the opportunity between I don't know. I think we, we started at what two, and then like, we tried to start a few more that didn't quite get off the ground or that Jeff was able to take over the line after we left. Um, that was probably my favorite part from, a um, just like actual work perspective. And then of course the, the obvious thing is just the, the relationships, right? Like from all the hours you spent working together to the FE Christmas parties, management <laughs> retreats, the trips that we would do, to, you know, the weddings I've attended, the newborn babies I've seen, like all like within this FE family, even having graduated 10 years ago. Um, I don't know. I, I never would imagine that when my brother told me about this thing, that when I'm fast forward and I'm 33 years old, like that, that would have been my experience. I think it just, I don't know. It's pretty, pretty incredible. So whatever we can do to help, just, just let, let me know, or let us know, because pay it, pay it forward, pay it back. Like, because this thing can get huge still, this thing could get so much bigger. Um, and I think, I hope all the students on campus realize that. Absolutely. You're making me and Sam sentimental as second semester seniors <laughs> for sure. Uh, well, I guess I'll, I'll chime in too. And on top of Joe, I mean, he's, uh, he says it so perfectly. It's just, it was all smiles and a lot of hard work um, when we were students, um, but it really looked up to people, uh, really wanted to just get on the, the track of growing with an FE and you know, never in my time did I look at a paycheck. It was more so just what, what can I do to get better as a, you know, a budding entrepreneur or a budding business person and how can I learn from my uh, fellow classmates who are just as driven or if not way more driven and you know, I look or you look around an FE and there's people who work really hard, people who had different specialties, but really when you look now back at like those people and you see what they've done professionally, it's uh, so many impressive people that come in and out of FE and it's just uh, such a great group. Uh, Like don't, don't discount at any moment with someone. Like it's just such a great group of people that are going to do really great things after graduation too. So um, I guess just cherish it. And, um, I, I really tried to cherish it and enjoy it. And I'm, uh, building friendships and building relationships and still have a lot of great, uh, relationships with, um, all my fellow classmates to this day. Um, so really great four years and, um, uh, wouldn't, wouldn't trade it. You know, I will, I will say ditto to all of, all of those items there. Um, you know, just the foundational pieces of just navigating personalities, navigating relationships, um, so important in the real world, <laughs> um, you know, understanding what one person's strengths versus another person's weaknesses and how do you put those two things together to make a great team? Um, you know, it, it's, it's so valuable and, and I do it today on my job and, and I'm sure Pete and Joe do the same thing. So, um, 
you know, outside of, like Joe said, the, you know, the, the FE formals and the mock weddings we used to do together. Um, for all I, did, I didn't want to say that, but I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd add the, the, the sprinkle of color that I don't think we're allowed to do anymore. Like I said, so you could, you could, um, but I think, I think opening storage was probably, probably my, um, you know, my top thing, it was the, the thing that I was able to go into job interviews after, after, you know, my senior year and just be able to, you know, tell me about a time when, and I, I'd be able to ramble up any type of situation that happened during opening that business. Um, you know, doing, doing this, the, the new venture development, um, with Tom Leslie too, um, to get the jury box open. That was awesome. Um, I love that, that ride, um, you know, it was fully funded by FE, um, doing the financial forecasting and, and all the business planning that went on behind the scenes, the market research. Um, I still remember we had like iPod touches that we'd go out and do our market research on. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> wow. It's, uh, it, it, they were all great memories. And, and, and I think, but like we said at the beginning, everything, the relationships, um, you know, we've, we've all been in each other's weddings and, and been able to uh, come back for alumni weekend and, and sh share these type of stories. So um, I look forward to, to doing more of that, um, you know, as we get back into more of a normal, uh, normal world uh, where we can actually spend time with each other. That's awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for sharing that. Uh, so I guess just to kind of round it off, we've asked all five or four of our previous guests this, but if you could create an FE division with no limitations or any restrictions, what would you go with? I'll, I'll, I'll go first so we can do it backwards now. All right. Uh, we, this was part of my thing that I still, uh, I think you guys should do as a laundry service. Uh, the amount of lazy people that I used to go to college <laughs> with that would pay for, for laundry services, I think would be, uh, you know, I think, I think that was Jeff Firestone's big thing too, of renting uh, uh, the, um, I think the Rex uh, washing units, if I remember correctly, or, or the, hmm. the arenas maybe, but uh, that would be mine. I like that. I think I'd be the first customer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I, uh, my answer is going to be a little bit biased because of what I've uh, done professionally after school, but I've gotten kind of into data and um, I'm actually working on finalizing a computer science master's right now in my last class. And uh, Joe, I think you and I met in Chicago and I was just starting off like almost yeah. three years ago. Wow. I thought it'd be a year and a half or less than a year and a half thing. And man, it's turned into a three year thing. Can only take one <laughs> class at a time, but, but at any rate, um, uh, I think the, I don't know what's happened with the FEIT division, but I think it was a smaller group of guys and gals and um, they, they um, may, maybe weren't seen as, um, you know, uh, alongside with the other divisions or like they did their own thing, kind of, they were in their own, they were in the downstairs of the, the computer school or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think you could really grow that division. And I think as Jeff and Joe were kind of saying about um, like, having staffing and, and having that for, you know, other sort of availabilities, not just the arena. I'd like to see you guys like grow your FEIT team and try to win like consulting projects from the university or technical projects for the university. And that would be like huge to talk about in interviews and um, like, uh, you know, maybe you'd get more people working at Google or Facebook or uh, these big tech firms potentially if you were to try to grow the FEIT division. Um, I think there's uh, it could be lucrative, but more so just like furthering the technical and experiential learning of what you have to offer, I think would be pretty cool. So, yeah, 
I, I was thinking about this when you sent it over in advance. I think that you should, there are all of these, like some sort of like wrapper for a like home services or like services business that could perform multiple like services for on campus or in the community. So when you think about like the, the student neighborhood is made up of a collection of homes and homes require services. They need the lawn cut, they need painting, they need uh, pressure washing, you know, replacing light bulbs, things like that. If, and the ability to like teach students or students that have an interest in those things, uh, both like how to do those services, but also like how to run a services business, I think would be really interesting. I think you could house like storage under it, staffing under it, um, you know, and these other services to go after uh, both, you know, on, on the UD campus, but also just in the broader community and the other residential neighborhoods nearby. So there's like a lot of stuff these days on these concepts of like sweaty startups. Um, and so like not everyone's starting tech companies that are the next Uber for X or whatever the case may be, but it's more about like, you know, taking services businesses um, and then bringing a young perspective, a fresh technology approach, fresh marketing approach, and then just doing it better. Um, and in particular, because you guys are talking about this landscape where the talent is just skewing so in Effie's favor from a numbers perspective that how do you like lean into that? And then the the second thing I would add is that you need to build a piece of technology that allows you to staff more things on campus. So if they're having shortages at the arena, that means like dining service is having it, the bookstore is having it, I don't know, name it, you name it on campus and you could start there. And just imagine, I used to work at a startup that did this and uh, basically you have a, a collection of talent on one end a mobile app it's a web app it's whatever you want and then people can dispatch jobs to qualified students so it's like oh i need a bartender for a three-hour shift and it's a one-time shift or it's a recurring shift um and like leaning into that because i think it's something that actually the businesses the fe businesses could use like how you manage call outs or whatever um and then on top of it if you're getting into more of these like staffing or services operations like how do you build technology around that that then you know you make money from the staffing but then you can charge a software as a service fee on top of it so those are those are a few i think we just gave you like some gold here i so know yeah you should that's good i should take this and that even fits with, with pete's too <laughs> can't tell um, like you guys the side of the industry uh, outside of uh, our professional lives <laughs> Sounds like you guys need another year on the exec team. I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, don't tease. Don't tease me. I, I do a year sabbatical. I do a year sabbatical. <laughs> you guys offered. I do it. Well, I, I do a year sabbatical as an advisor or something, if you ask. So. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys so much uh, once again for joining us on the podcast. Thanks to Jeff, Pete, and Joe. I think this was an awesome episode. A little longer, but I think there was a lot, a lot of good stuff in here. Uh, once again, my name is Sam McKenzie and for Carolyn Haney. This has been the fifth episode of Flyerside Chats, and we'll be back in a couple weeks as we continue our celebration of what has been a great 20 years of Flyer Enterprises. Thanks again. Thanks.